What's up, podcast listeners? You are listening to Mom and Dad Are Stoned, a podcast for responsible cannabis users, brought to you by thestonermom.com. That's me. I'm the Stoner Mom, also known as Catherine, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful, lovely husband, Blavid. Am I your wonderful, lovely husband? Yes. We are parents to four and legal cannabis users in the great state of Colorado. In this podcast, we pour a couple drinks, smoke a little weed, relax, and talk about cannabis, our lives, pop culture, and more. What's up? How's it going? Did Do you think our listeners miss us? I hope so. Oh I think God. they. I think they are. You okay over there? Whoa! So this is the first um, recording coming to you from the basement again. It is. Yeah, because we did the pre-roll show in the basement, but we have not done a Madoss in the basement. And Led Zeppelin was upstairs. Is that right? Yep, one hundred percent. We've been listening to Led Zeppelin nonstop since then. I have finally. Or at least I have finally stopped. Oh yeah. We realized that Robert Plant, that I have Robert Plant's uh, fraggle voice. Yeah, to- completely. <laughs> you absolutely sing exactly like the man. I haven't known this whole time. Well, I've known. My shrieking singing style. Is lovely and melodious. Uh, yeah. So anyway, let's get into Libation Corner because I need to get high. Let's do it. And we're in Libation Corner. Can you even believe it? I am not doing a lot of special stuff. Like normally I've got dabs and edibles and all sorts of bullshit going on today. I'm keeping it very simple. With what do you got today? I've got one purple bong mm-hmm. um, filled with my special mixture today, which is Rainmaker Mandarin Cookies and Blue Dream. All oh my gosh, that's, that's a super sativa Like triad. a turducken or whatever. <laughs> Um, and it gets me pretty high, and I'm going to hit it right now. And I also have a Queen's drink that I've been drinking. Which is Sprite and Pimps. Ooh. Yes, forever. My Pimps drink was Pimps and ginger, ginger ale. Ginger ale? Yeah, ginger ale. And, um, okay. and a cucumber. And cucumber. But now we but read, read somewhere... That the Queen... Likes her pims with the Sprite. And I was like, why have I not had it like that this whole entire time? And it's your favorite drink. And it's my favorite drink and it's perfect and it doesn't taste like alcohol. That's the beauty of the pims liqueur, whatever it is. You said it was gin based. Gin is based, it? Yeah, gin? Completely. I mean, it's like a lesser gin. You know, there's all sorts of other pims, like number. What? Really? Yeah, because we get Pim's number whatever is the original Pim's. Oh, well, I don't even... We'd have to go to, but like, then a there's, oh, super liquor store. No, I think you have to go to the UK. Oh, I don't think you... Really? Yeah. That's a bummer, because I would love to get my hands on some Right? Of so they have, like, flavored ones, and... Can you believe it? Not now, I can't. But now, <laughs> I didn't know that that existed. <laughs> um, it just blew my mind. I know. We, we should look that. it up. They've got to have it somewhere. we got to. Like, you can buy a liquor online. Of course. I'm sure you could order Pims, and that wouldn't be upsetting to anybody. Okay, I'm going to smoke more weed. Tell the folks what you're... I am drinking... Well, first of all, I am... I've got a bong filled with uh, some concoction that I made up, and I just keep adding to it. Like, um, it's mostly indica-based with some uh, hemp, and then I throw a little bit of stuff in there every now and then. I threw some mandarin cookies in there, so I don't know. I don't know what the blend is, but this is what it sounds like when doves cry. Like coffee. Okay, and then <coughs> today, oh, Lord. our topic is all about bourbon. So I'm drinking. <coughs> I, I just want to clarify: I've had two vodka martinis before this, but now I've. Uh, I said, "Oh God, this this is about bourbon. I got to drink." You can't be this. drunk on vodka when you're talking about bourbon. But there is an interesting thing. But you're going to talk about that later. So anyway, um, I'm drinking Weller Reserve. I I mean, it's that just for those who don't know, this is the time of year when all the bourbon is released. And uh, and around November, if you go to your local liquor store, you might find some Weller Reserve. So I'm just saying I got some. Um, All right. Well, anyway, that's what we're libating on. Yeah. Bourbon, Pims, cannabis. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Did Max you... is standing in front of his dish like, please feed me. I know. Well, he's going to have to wait because we're recording our podcast. So we're back to the old problems, which is like lots of dog barking and lots of food eating from the dog. 
so we have opted for he will get fed after the podcast and it's not like he's starving because we feed him like you know uh tacos and turkey and pork tacos. chops and yeah he I did mean, have lumpia though lumpia all my filipino people <laughs> yeah. listening right now we gave max a lumpia he did not understand what it was he thought it was a bone he took it downstairs to like bury it then for the rest of thanksgiving he laid on his side like oh. <laughs> unable to move and we were like man man that lumpia knocked him out <laughs> <laughs> but it was good i get it don't give your dogs so that's a public service. Rolls. Okay. <laughs> okay. And that's. Oh my God. That's Libation Corner. Okay, and guess what? Welcome back. And now we're going to go on. So what's going on with you? What's going on with us, baby? Man, all kinds of stuff. Why don't you tell us about Chris Watson and his public records? <laughs> you really want me to talk about that? Yeah, just so just tell it. Like, tell us what you've been doing for the past few days. Okay, so, um, in the past few days, over the past two days, I have been reading the Discovery. From the Chris Watts case. This is the case where uh, in August, this past August, that's how recently this was. um, Chris Watts murdered his two daughters that were very young and his pregnant wife. And um, it happened here in Colorado. It happened fairly close to us. Um, So obviously local crimes you take a, a special interest to. And this is a this was a big case too because you know that's a lot of people for a man to kill that he proclaims to love and care for yeah so anyway you know all the usual stuff mistress um financially underwater um there's even an mlm aspect to it very Mm -hmm. small though the the biggest deal is that it's just a terrible horrible thing that's happened Mm -hmm. and um and it's awful. So he pled guilty, thank God, and did the right thing. Man, and that only took a few months, and bam, it's done. And and so there's no trial. And so in uh, after that, because he's he's already pled, and they've already sentenced him. He got five life sentences. I think two or three are consecutive, and then he got 84 years. So he has no chance of getting out, and um, he's cl- clearly being punished. And um, he pled guilty to avoid the death penalty. Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, right? I mean, like... Crazy, crazy, crazy. So anyway, no trial. So uh, they have released the discovery from the case. And so this is all of the shit involved with the case. Everything that they had to... Um, collect and stuff for a trial on all sides and stuff. Um, so you've got all these different police departments here in Colorado because, you know, witnesses come from everywhere. And then there's FBI uh, files. So there's like a, a big long FBI uh, interview in the middle of it. There's all like the texts and stuff between you know, the deceased and all her friends leading up to the murder, you know, and she's like increasingly uh, upset about her marriage and then like it gets better. Can you hear that? Yeah, that's our cat purring and rubbing herself on the microphone. Katya's on my lap. I got to get rid of her so I can continue talking about this horrible stuff. Do it. So the discovery comes out to 1960 pages and, you know, a lot of it is like... Like like police officers' notes, so you don't read it because it's actually already typed out. <laughs> oh my god! You just knocked her out of your lap, and she jumped right back up. Honey, you gotta put her down. <laughs> oh my god! I'm at like 1,200 pages, um, and you just get a huge, wonderful—not wonderful—you get a really good sense of everything that fucking happened when you have all of this information and um like weld county made it available for like 30 days or something i want to smoke more weed okay yeah but so anyway you've been uh, like obsessively reading these documents and it's uh, because they're only available for 30 days and it's like a google drive that you just well, download all these sucks but also it's totally hard 
Like, isn't it unbelievable? Because you have like personal records. Oh of my these gosh! So that's the lives. thing. It's like holy crap. Because then all of these, there's, I mean, just addresses. This is all in our fucking neck of the woods. So like, there are people's addresses that are just in these notes and investigations and all of this stuff. And I'm like, holy shit! I know exactly where that is. I know where this person works. I know their first and last name. Like, here's their fucking phone bill and all the numbers to all the people they call i just cannot believe how much information it's crazy like private information is put out in like public record court documents that's crazy time to me i feel like why that, don't they i don't know why. that doesn't seem right but because like to imagine me, that it like, doesn't seem right i know but pretend like you accidentally called this woman sometime in the summer Come like, here. you made a wrong phone call on accident, and her digit was off. Oh, Now yeah. you're on her phone bill that is available to everybody, and some dark web ninja person... Well, even if you know people, you. it's like... So, the the there's a mistress, obviously, yeah. and her first and last night... Like, she's got to change her name. And, you know, she's had to completely get off the internet and everything, because, I mean, people hate this woman. Yeah. And, um... Was, oh, and she has a best friend that she kind of talked to. So, of course, the police talked to the friend to verify these conversations. Yeah. Um, and so her na- first and last name, you know, is is in there. So, like, if you're just connected to somebody who does something fucked up, it's like it's like the social credit thing in China. It's fucking scary. It's super scary. I just am blown away by like all the information that it's you're like. Crazy. Look, and here's her text messages that she sent. Yeah, it's nuts, man. But, like the text messages between those two talking about. Ugh, Not. I just think oral it's sex r- with Chris Watts. Why does it have to be public domain? I don't understand why everybody in the world gets to read it. Only That's, thirty days. I know, but I just don't feel like it's fair. I mean, like, I think it's really like messing up people's lives. I mean, if you think about it. I think it could absolutely. I mean, yeah, there's crazy stalker people. Yeah. And oh my God, part of the discovery was all these letters uh, from just like fans of Chris Watts to him in prison. So it's like his prison letters from an interested woman, all of whom reside nearby. Oh, it's so creepy. This place is crawling with weirdos. Um, So anyway, professing their love to this man, right? Yes. They don't know him and they have like families and kids. Oh, I'm a mom of four and I just really want you to know that support you and I talk to me right back to me no matter what. I'm gonna write to you every single day until you write back to me. Oh my god. So anyway. It's nuts, man. So anyway. Moving on. That's that. Huge there are several good articles that's um on the news right now that are summarizing what's in the document dump so you don't have to read i'm gonna read all of them because i think eventually we get to the search records of the mistress and those i really want to know about well some of the mind exploding things that you've showed me have been just crazy i mean like texts and like crazy letters it's been nuts so anyway yeah Happy Thanksgiving. Happy post-Thanksgiving. We had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I thought we did, too. I enjoyed my Thanksgiving 100%. Our house looked on point. Dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It looked so good. That's a big deal for us, you guys. It's like, wow, take pictures or something. Oh, look at that. Over there. What's that? You can put your keys on that ledge. Can anybody that needs to visit us in the next six months do it now? Do it now. <laughs> well, there's like, you know, we really worked hard. We, did. we put a lot of countermeasures in place to take care of a lot of different situations, and they all worked. So, anyway, yeah, I mean, I was impressed. We like, and I think we put out our food that was good. Do you feel like that way? Yeah, David made a beautiful turkey. Yeah, it but was you crispy made, you and made great yummy stuff too. and so good. And I ate it today, yeah. and it's freaking Sunday. And Which is fine. Am I going to die? Uh, today is the last gonna day. Get, I'm going to say today is the last diarrhea. day. I think you got a, a week, but... Um, what else? We made... I made... 
Cranberry sauce from it was scratch. Delicious. Never done that before. And I lied scratch. to you I because it's homemade. still in the refrigerator. I thought I threw it away, but I didn't. Oh. So you could have another turkey sandwich. Well, it's like a smell. dessert. I can't believe it. I made so a gr- super gross uh, sweet potato casserole, and I will I not think... follow that recipe again. I don't think it was gross at all. It was gross. It was like baby food, and I didn't like it at all. Okay. And um, but we... there were marshmallows. What else? Those we mashed made, potatoes. We made dressing. We made um, bomb ass mashed potatoes. Gone, a hundred percent devoured. Mom, my mom made gravy for us. So good. We're pathetic millennials. You're not a millennial. I'm not, but I don't. Pathetic, understand. and it's we see, don't know how to make it's gravy. Like, it's like the easiest thing, and you just had gravy. Or, it's I mean, like I'm you so make, make it from fat and I know, dirt and, it's just and like, water. I, I, I still don't can't understand. do it. I don't, I don't either. Get it. But it, I mean, when I've tried, it's like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> But when your mom she makes, makes so it, much of it, I'm like, where did this even come it's from? It's so good. It's what are you doing over there? Are you? Do you have hair on your face? Yes. Okay. Is it making noise? Yeah, you're like swatting around. Oh all right, so that was Thanksgiving, and then after Thanksgiving, the next day, we decided we were going to take all, the entire clan to go see Ralph breaks the internet. Oh yes. Yeah. So we did that yesterday, right? Was that yesterday? And um, we no, that was Friday because which is oh yeah, the day before yesterday. So we did that the day before yesterday, and um, we went to one of those theaters where you get to choose your seats ahead of time, and you got a reclining chair, which Mm -hmm. was nice. And they showed a crazy amount of previews, like a long time. We were watching too many previews. Oh my god, yes, really? Yeah, and then um, I thought they were terrible, and then they they didn't even show the Lion King one, which I was blown away. Well, they don't have one yet. They only have the teaser trailer. They don't have the trailer trailer. That's all right. They showed a two Toy Story uh, previews or trailers, which nobody in our family is excited about. Yeah, it's too too much. Anyway, I did. I thought Rob Internet was okay, but it wasn't. I liked the first half a lot. Me too. I thought a lot of it was funny and and great and creative. And but um, you know, I just really liked the first one a lot better. It was really good, and like this one was all about Ralph being insecure, I guess. Yeah, like I wasn't expecting that either. And I don't know about Vanellope leaving him to go play in Grand Theft Auto. Well, like, what is the kids' general? knowledge of the internet i mean they did an okay job for i don't know like not every kid has like free reign access to the internet and knows what all these brands mean and these jokes mean and you know what i mean yeah completely um especially the kids going to see wreck it ralph yeah you know what i mean they're little kids yeah um I didn't like, like I didn't like are that. like the absolute oldest. You yeah, know what I mean? And that's sure. like the people who would start to finally be getting the jokes. Do you know what I mean? I do. Um I liked some of the There was a part when Ralph found all the um comments to his viral yeah, videos. And it upset him so bad. And the lady the lady who's in charge of the video site was like Ralph, first rule of the internet, never read the comments. That's and right. I was like, oh, I don't think I've actually told that to my children but, because they don't fucking watch things where they have right. access to comments. But that's but, your rule. But that's everybody's rule. Like, yeah. I agree. So I liked that. But um, but there were a lot of bad parts, like when Ralph became a giant Ralph and he was like made up of little Ralph. Yeah. So if you have that disorder where like, repetitive patterns of circular things makes you super upset. Yeah. Whatever it's called. It starts with a T. I know what you're talking about. Like the one where they see like holes and everything. Yeah. So like strawberries are creepy and like anyway. Don't see it then because it's. Yeah. There's like a whole part where he's like a whole bunch of of Ralph's make up a giant Ralph and it's gross. Yeah. They're all moving. It's yucky. It was not good. We didn't like it. But whatever. It sounds like we're complaining, but it's fine and it's, it's cute. I, it does make you think, though. Like, Yeah. It was fun to see a movie with everybody, I thought. I do, too. I, it's just about getting out there. I know. We're, we're in the holidays now. So then, anyway, that's what's going on with us, you guys.
Okay, so here we go. It's listener letters. Email us at momanddadarestoned at gmail.com. We just mm-hmm. might use your letter in the show. That's right. Dear Mom and Dad are Stoned, I use cannabis in place of Neurontin. I think so. We know it as (laughs) Gabentin. Gabapentin with the nasty side effects prescribed by my doctor for fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue. So I primarily use cannabis for muscle spasms and muscular relief late in the day when I've made peace with the fact that after my body's finally out of discomfort, I'm going to be beyond stoned by definition. As we all know, being out of pain is synonymous with being stoned so many times, and I can't cope with that. If I'm going straight to bed, it's fine and great for sleep if I'm high. But when the family needs me unexpectedly, this is so not fine. You get me. I totally know. Yeah. (laughs) For me, there is no in-between. It's either bad symptoms or super stoned. Both not too helpful during the daily grind. Do you have concrete ideas? Oh, God. No, girl. For incorporating cannabis into my day in a not-sesh-based, guaranteed, stoned way. In past, the obvious answer is microdosing has not worked. For me, microdosing leads me into addictive behavior. Just for you, truly, not speaking for anyone else, of course. But in my life, being high 24-7 as microdosing implies for me, uh, given my initial pain level and required relief level, became a non-option. This makes me almost give up on cannabis, but never completely, of course, as it is an important piece of my survival system right now. Okay, girl, do we, we don't really have a great answer for you, we don't. but I think, um, you know, cause we're not doctors or scientists, we're not, <laughs> but not. I think you've got to work on your tolerance and you've got to get it up higher. Um, and that's part of being a chronic pain, suffering, uh, cannabis medical marijuana user. I think you, you have to, yeah, like get it to the point where consuming a shit ton of weed doesn't make you super stoned anymore um and i think it takes a while i mean it really does like i usually say that it took me a year and a half to be able to use it um medicinally you know what i mean like to be able to use it and completely get on with my day like in a safe responsible way um and i don't have you know chronic pain so I can't honestly can't imagine. I'm sure you have to have, you know, a lot more cannabis to get rid of pain. And for me, it's like I'm using cannabis to get rid of like mental issues, you know, and terrible inner thoughts and um, stuff like that. So I feel like it sets in, I think, easier, you know, than for somebody with like real physical pain um i think you got to go also like think of like a multi-pronged approach so it's like um maybe it's time to get into not maybe you should definitely be using cbd um because you could be using like topical stuff for like muscle spasms and all that that you're talking about um and then using like cbd internally and then you can be smoking a ton of pot at night you know what i mean and getting your tolerance up to a level where you can maybe do it in the morning or after i don't know at a certain point during the day when you have a moment i guess you know what can i say something what remember the other day we had that cbg Yes. And that was like, we were reading about it because I was like in some kind of pain. And I was like, I'm going to take this CBG. So we got a bunch of CBG from Steve's Goods. And you can go there. And so this is a totally different one. This is not CBD. This is a different cannabinoid that we know even less about, I guess. Yeah. But it's supposed, I think we did like no research. But it's for, it was for as many things as CBD was for. And it seemed, I mean, there was all sorts of like muscle and pain relief type things um but i don't know it also seemed like it was the sleep one so i'm not if it is that's the other thing it's like obviously things make you tired or whatever we have chronic fatigue like 
I don't know how you combat that with things like CBD or CBG that can't, has the capacity to make you tired other than fucking getting your tolerance up. So I take a bunch of CBD and I, you know, consume a bunch of cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how and I've done it for a long ass time. And now I'm at the level where it just I have to have s- cannabis from so many different points to get like super super stoned i guess yeah, is what i'm saying um and the other thing is like you get to a point when you have a really high tolerance where it's like you do get super stoned but it does not last like long at all like we're talking like 20 minutes tops and then you're just like normal stoned do you know what i mean yep. um so so that's all i guess that's all so i would research um cbd I would research CBG. I would try to take a multi-pronged approach and I would get my body used to cannabinoids as much as possible, including THC. I think you obviously need that uh, to feel better because that's what you're saying. And it sounds like you need a ton of it. And I just I feel I'm so sorry that right. I don't um, have better advice for you. But I wanted to read your letter because that's just a problem, a problem I've never, ever considered or even heard about. But you there's got to be a ton of people that that's the case for. Yeah, for sure. Where like you only feel relief with cannabis for physical pain after consuming a whole bunch of it. And it's such a like, well, shit. How do you do that and, you know, live a normal life? I don't know. I guess you have to become a bona fide stoner. Yeah. Or like wait until it's if it ever becomes legal and they can do those tests on it and they can figure out how like here's a pill to take, you know? Yeah, but even if it's a pill of like THC, it's still going to get you high. (laughs) Um, Oh, that's the other thing, girl, is that CBD is, you know, it's known for working with THC. Um, to help that um, high be not so high. So advice for people that are too high is to take CBD or whatever. So people have like CBD pens. So you just like do a quick hit off your pen real quick. Do you know what I mean? Um, for sure. So you can definitely be using CBD um, in place of THC like during the day really easily Um, and you don't have to necessarily be using a tincture you could be using like I said one of those cartridges vape pen that's a really quick and easy way to see if it works for you so you just find like a CBD brand um, that carries cartridges pick one out I recommend a whole bunch on my website Um, what were we doing today we did one that we liked a lot Oh, yeah, that it's was Just CBD. Just CBD. Just yeah. CBDshop.com or store.com. Sorry. Anyway, good luck to you. I'm sorry that we're not more helpful. I, that's, yeah. But we love that you sent us a letter. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you feel better. For our stoned advice. And we do hope you feel better. I, we really do. I really, really do. And I'm glad that you're finding relief with cannabis in some way. Okay. Um, so that's it. Send your questions, you guys, in to mom and dad are stoned at gmail.com thank you Hey. Stone Conversations with Blavid and Catherine. That's right. Blavid, is your real name actually Blavid? It is. That's my birth name. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> this week I asked you to tell us about bourbon. That's right. In a stoned way. All right. First of all, are you drinking? I am drinking drink? bourbon. I'm drinking to... Weller Reserve bourbon. Do you need more? No, nope, I'm good. I see that's pure <laughs> bourbon. There's no water or ice cubes. drinking it straight. Yeah. And, Ugh. Mm. Yeah. What do you mean, uh, Don't you need an ice cube? No way, man. When you taste it straight like that, you taste all the sweetness from the corn. 
the corn. Which we're going to learn about right now. So, okay, anyway. So here's a brief history of bourbon. Okay, I'm, I've, I've really I'm gonna smoke done it. some research and I didn't know how to approach this, but really I'm going to fo- focus on if you were going to a liquor store and you yeah. see all these names and stuff, you're like, what does this mean? Okay. And where did, what is bourbon? Perfect. What's the difference? Okay. Perfect. Approach. So, okay. So you've probably heard before that all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. People are like, no, I have not heard that before. Get Everybody's blated. heard that before. So no, it is. Well, you're the first person and only person that's told me that. Well, okay. By definition, whiskey, yeah. okay. Or whiskey, just W-H-I-S-K-Y in Scotland. Okay. Is a a spirit distilled from fermented grain mash. (laughs) Grain varieties include wheat, rye, barley, and corn. And then it is aged in a wooden barrel. Okay? So you could have corn whiskey? You can have corn whiskey, wheat whiskey, rye whiskey, barley whiskey. So I've heard of rye whiskey because sometimes you have that. But a lot of times it just says whiskey. Well, we're going to get to that. Okay, Okay? I'm sorry. I'll stop speaking. So uh, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. So it's aged in a wooden barrel. Whiskey is made all over the world and there are mainly popular styles including Scotch whiskey, Irish whiskey, and American whiskey. The most popular form of American whiskey is bourbon, which is its own specific definition. So bourbon is unique to America. Okay. It's our American thing. It is. It's like jazz. It's like, uh, it's like American. Yeah, just as American. I don't know anything. It's a, oh, well, anything. now you know that. <laughs> so bourbon is an American type of whiskey and is distilled is distilled spirit made primarily from corn. Okay? Okay. So the name is bourbon. It's thought to come from the Bourbon Dynasty in France. And that's right. Whose ranks include yeah. the Sun King, that's Louis the right. 14th, okay? And is associated with Bourbon County in Kentucky as well as Bourbon Street New Orleans, both named after the same dynasty or as Salman and Shimon would say, dynasty. Okay? So that's where the name bourbon comes from. It's named after French royalty. Pretty cool, right? Okay. So let's talk about some key figures in bourbon. Because you may have heard of these. Okay? Okay. Elijah Craig was credited with inventing bourbon. But this cannot be totally proven, by the way. He is the first to char a barrel. Okay. I don't know. So he means. burned, he took a barrel uh-huh. and back in the, back in the day in this freaking 19, uh, 18th century, 19th century, they stored food and stuff in barrels. So he <laughs> took it out and he charred the barrel with fire. Oh shit. And the reason he did that. And it blew that, up because no, it's full of bourbon. No, it wasn't full of bourbon yet. Oh. He was like, I'm going to, before I use this to distill my whiskey, by my spirits, I'm going to try this to get rid of the previous food taste. So oh, he did that to be like... I love it. So that charred bur- wow. barrel, it, supposedly, that's that's bourbon. Okay? So when you aged it in a burnt barrel, oh, that's like the, that carbon element from the fire produ- oh. helps pr- to produce. That's one of the elements to make bourbon. But it was just this dude trying to clean his barrels. Yeah, Elijah Craig. And you can go to the liquor store and buy Elijah Craig bourbon today that doesn't mean he made it it just means some person, person said was like well this motherfucker created bourbon so I'm going to put their name on <laughs> and sell a lot of bourbon okay. okay another one is Evan Williams which you will also whoa I just hit the microphone with my nose another one you will see is Evan Williams okay okay um, Evan Williams is another name of a bourbon. However, it's also a human being that was the first. <laughs> it was the first commercial distillery in America, opening its doors in 1783 on the banks of the Ohio River in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay, so now we have the very first distillery. Okay, game Evan Williams. Here's something interesting. The, the other man accredited with creating bourbon is Dr. James Crow, who James invented, Crow. yes, unfortunately, um, he invented sour mash in 1823. So it can't be the same Jim Crow. It's just an unfortunate coincidence of a name. So he invented sour mash. Okay. So what that means is they would take the mash of the previous batch of bourbon that they would make and they would take a little scoop of it and put it in it's a yeast right so they would throw that in there 
like you know and some people when they make pasta sauce they will take uh the previous pasta sauce a little scoop and they'll put it in their new pasta sauce yeah same with bread with yeast so people no, do it's this a stew yeah it's like it it's called like an all day stew or something well like that. the reason people do that is for consistency because if you have so that's what crow was doing there he was trying to like maintain consistency as his yeast so yeah, he invented nice. sour mash in 1823 at the Pepper Distillery, which is now the Woodford Reserve Distillery, which you can buy freaking what? bourbon from in the liquor store oh. to this day. Okay. Yeah. So the sour mash technique was reusing some of the next fermentation in your in, when you're fermentating for your bourbon. So anyway, now here's one that we all have heard of. Okay. So this is, I mean, and I talk about it a lot. So I'm. We talked about this. We're going to go back and we're going to talk about these motherfuckers. So in 1872, a P.H. Stitzel distillery was established. It wasn't until the early 1900s that a P.H. Stitzel, sorry, (laughs) distillery became significant in bourbon whiskey's history. Now, uh, this motherfucker, Julian P. Van Winkle Sr., or Pappy, a partner, acquired the distillery. Okay? So he came in and he was like, I'm going to acquire this motherfucking distillery, Stitzel, which was known for its excellent sour mash whiskey. So this guy had, like, a sour mash, which we learned from Dr. James Crow. Uh Like, you know, he had an excellent recipe, okay? Um, So anyway, just before Prohibition... Pappy Van Winkle began producing old Rip Van Winkle bourbon, and he later became the oldest active distiller at age 89. 89 years old, this dude's making bourbon. During the country's driest period, the Stitzel Weller Distillery, did you hear that word Weller in there? Uh, held one of the few licenses to produce medicinal medicinal whiskey and when the country was once again wet the pro- they produced brands like old fitzgerald cabin still and rebel yell it was not until 1972 that pappy's son jp van winkle jr resurrected the original old rip van winkle brand which lives on today and we can buy it for ten thousand dollars a bottle for pappy van winkle 25 year isn't that nuts so anyway that's there you go there's a little bit of bourbon figure with uh info for you there but um don't you think that's interesting so like if you think about it bourbon was like weed at one point because they had medicinal whiskey you could buy with a medical card like you have to i gotta get my whiskey for my medicinal purposes so what does make bourbon a bourbon my sweet wife i'm gonna tell you bourbon by definition is at least 51 percent corn Mm. Produced in the U.S. and aged in new charred oak barrels for at least two years. Okay. So what's the other percentage? It's usually rye. Okay? That's what makes a bourbon. And what does a bourbon taste like? Bourbons are generally sweeter because of the corn. Think of corn syrup here. They also display a myriad of undertones like spice, caramel, vanilla, tobacco, and toffee. High rye bourbons will have a high pronounced spice flavor while high corn bourbons will be much sweeter. There are also weeded bourbons like my beloved Weller Reserve, which means wheat replaces Y in a typical corn, rye, barley bourbon. So mine is corn and wheat as a, instead of corn and rye. Some types, terms of bourbon, you, it's the, some terms you might see when you're looking at bourbon bottles. Okay. Small batch. You've seen this like small batch bourbon, small batch gins. It's a term introduced by Jim B, meaning bourbons blended from a special new um special selection of barrels so they rotate the barrels they put the uh whatever they're making the spirit in different barrels uh, single barrel bourbons are bourbons that come from one barrel and basically it's just like you put it in the barrel and let it go and the distiller has not a whole lot of say sour mash refers to tennessee whiskey which we've already covered sour mash and cask strength which i think you've had some cask strength gin this refers to bourbons that aren't cut down to 40% alcohol by volume. This equals more potency and more flavor. So that's pretty much it when it comes to bourbon. That's that's what it's all about. <coughs> There's a lot of... Uh, <coughs> whoa. Um, you might even see uh, bottled and bond on some of your bourbon when you go to the liquor store. What that means is that's an old uh, American standard that uh, I believe it was in the 40s that they said, hey, man, bourbon's got to have standards to it so it's all, like, made from the same place and the water's pure and the 
you know, corn is right. So that's what bottled in bond means. It was uh, bottled out of a distillery in bond, if you can believe that. And I believe that's in Michigan. Oh. So that's it. That's bourbon, man. That's what it's all about. What do you think? Do you like bourbon? I do like bourbon. And after learning all this stuff, I think it's very interesting. So, um, you know. What's your favorite bourbon? My it's favorite Weller. is Weller Reserve. And it's very inexpensive for some unknown reason. But you know why? But that's the Pappy Van Winkle. It is. And uh, I think a lot of bourbon enthusiasts bourbon. don't necessarily like the way it tastes because it's made with wheat instead of rye. And I don't like um, a lot of uh, rye bourbon because I feel it tastes like uh, cough syrup, kind of. I don't mm. like the way it tastes. Mm. It's very, it is more medicinal tasting, but it's like, oh, I can't describe it. It's like root beer and I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't like the way it tastes at all. It's too sweet and weird and like cough syrup. <laughs> but this stuff. Anything, what does it taste like to It you? tastes like to me. I never taste it. Mm. It's very sweet. Like it's sweet and it's like like caramel. It's like sweet fire caramel. Can I taste some? Yeah, but you're not. I mean, it's it's the burn that when it goes down your throat that makes you forget not be able to taste it. Well, why does it have to burn like that? Because it's alcohol content. Oh my god, I can't taste this. Just do it. See if you can take a little sip there. Okay. What do you think? Did you taste anything? I wet my lips. Mm. Do you taste the sweetiness, sweetness in there? Mm, 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 mm. I don't know. It's it's an acquired taste. I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. I used to drink Maker's Mark all the time when I was much younger. And um, after reading about where Maker's Mark came from, I feel like that was an okay decision. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, I see why I was into that because of, you know, the way it was made. And it's very much a sweet thing. Okay, so anyway, that's bourbon. That's bourbon in a nutshell. So I'm going to give you some options. Okay. Okay, for your task next week, Okay. here are your topics. Okay. Number one, the interesting historical events, the lost colony of Roanoke. No. Are you familiar with that one? Yes. I know all about it. Okay, of course you do. The next one is the Sultana Explosion. Oh, what one was that? Oh, I don't know. And then the last option is number three. Exercise Tiger. I don't know what the fuck that is. Okay, like well, which one will you choose? <laughs> will it be? It, obviously, it's not going to be the first one, so it's going to be the either the Sultana Explosion. I think I probably or Exercise that. Tiger. What the, I don't. I don't like that because it has exercise in the title. What really? What is it? Is it a tiger that exercises? No, it has nothing to. I'll tell you this: is it's it a, a mili- The Exercise Tiger is a military exercise. Oh, um, that happened before. Uh, a very famous battle in World War II. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. Let me say this. Let me just say this. What? A very <laughs> important battle before D-Day. <laughs> okay. Okay? And then the, the, the Sultana <laughs> explosion has to do with a riverboat. A very gigantic riverboat. Huh. So that's which one will you choose? Mmm... Mm-hmm. What time period is the riverboat? The riverboat is uh, April 26th, 1865. <sighs> what will you do? What will you choose? Do you know? Will you win or will you lose? I guess I'll do... Exercise Tiger? Exercise Tiger. <laughs> All right. Exercise Tiger. So, okay. Look up Exercise Tiger. Tell me what it's all about next week. I don't know. I know next to nothing about it, but it sounds horrific. All right. And that is, uh, you know, whatever we call that thing there. Stone Conversations. Yep. That was more of a lecture today. Well, good. I hope you all listened. (laughs) Because there's going to be a freaking quiz, all right? now baby it's supposed to be what's going on in stoner mom's grow what's going on in stoner mom's murder there's a lot of murder happening in stoner mom's grow (laughs) (laughs) okay so in the stoner mom grow we started off with four plans we started off with chewbacca girl scout cookies and two 
um, super lemon haze plants. Yes. So two of our super, two of our plants, super lemon haze, came from a trusted genetic resource yes. that we love and have had wonderful success with. And yes. it's the reason why we have jars and jars of marijuana as a back uh, log today. The two other plants in that tent were from unknown places, and man, they just really were not. They couldn't good. take it. They couldn't take it. Um, they, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't all their fault, but one of them like got a little wet, and then it just gave up and died. When the other oh. ones were like, well, "Really? Okay." And then um, the Girl Scout cookies, I I chopped it down because it was like covered with dead, dry leaves, and I just I don't want to grow weed like that anymore because it's gross. Wow! And it's a waste of resources, <laughs> and I don't want to sit there and water a plant yes. with water that costs money and nutrients that cost money, which I'm very very thankful to have, you know, and waste it on some dying dead plant. So anyway, I got rid of it, and this now I'm left with two gigantic super lemon haze plants that are like. Oh, there's no more com- competition for uh, the spectrum. So they're like, they're so like, how much longer on those babies? Probably two weeks, and then we're gonna chop them down. So basically, I'm I need to plan with you the next free day we have so we can chop them down. Got it. Sound good. And then in the other tent, I have harvested. I had six plants. I had two hemp plants and then four THC plants. And I chopped down two hemp plants and I hung them upside down old school to dry. I've rigged up a little clothesline in there and I had like it was full of just like hemp. Because the hemp matures much faster. And if you let it go too long, it'll just like it'll be it'll be so THC heavy. It just won't do anybody any good. It just won't be good to smoke at all. So Basically, um, I hung them upside down. And honey, I used that from Grower's House that we got, the metal Mm -hmm. dome thing with the crank. Mm -hmm. So basically, I just chopped the uh, branches off the plant and hung them upside down to dry, like uh, leaves and all. And then I, they were dry today, so I snipped off a ton of them into this, uh, what's it called, a trimmer? And it's like a big stainless steel circular globe that the top half comes off of. And you put your weed in there. You just all you have to do is trim it off of the stems, and then you put it back on and crank this thing around. Mm-hmm. And it like, and it uses magic and wizardry to remove all the leaves. And honey, I took the dome off, and I was like, oh my god, look at these beautiful nuggets. What? Yeah, and all the keep was underneath. Like, so does that mean we don't need to trim weed anymore? We need to trim it, but all we need to do is cut it and cut instead of you know how we would like meticulously cut the leaves off. Yeah. We don't. We just cut the nuggets off leaves them all into the trimmer and i just crank it and it's done wow and it looks amazing and this hemp that i harvested smells like oranges straight up or citrus citrus and pine and it's like i'm so excited to smoke this stuff so and then i've got in that tin i've got four strains one of which is chewbacca which is this chewbacca made it and it is like the reason they call it chewbacca is because it looks like it's covered with wookie fur because wow. it's got like hair. The pistols are so <laughs> prominent on it. It's nuts, man. I love it. So um, we got that girl going. And then I decided in my mother tent, I took my Charlotte's Web plant, which I don't know what sex it is, and it's huge. It just won't stop growing. So I took three clones and I transplanted them into like a little dome um, to try to get them to grow roots. And then I'm going to take that plant and stick it in one of the vet, uh, the flowering tents and see what sex it is. So we know if it's a male or female hmm. and if it's a male, I'm going to let it come to maturity and crossbreed it with something. What is that one? Charlotte's web. Oh, um, wow. yeah. So if it's a okay. boy, I could breed it with any female plant that I have. And then, um, you know what I'm saying? Then mm-hmm. we can have some kind of like super crazy Charlotte's Web strain. Like a CBD sativa. Yeah. So that might be, I mean, like, that's a good option to have. And I know how to make that happen. You know what I mean? Hmm. Hmm. I like that idea. So anyway. Okay. That's what's going on in your crown. I love it. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, it is shout out corner. Shout it out. Yeah. The easiest way to help the show is to leave us a rating and review in iTunes. Um, today's review comes from Wills to Mills. Love this podcast. Catherine and David are hilarious and super informative. I've been listening to you guys for about six months now. Have all my friends listening too. 
Don't get too excited. I only have two friends. <laughs> I appreciate all that you share, and now I don't have to smoke alone. That's right. So, thanks for normalizing smoking and making me feel better about medicating as a mom. You guys rock. Continue doing what you're doing. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Love you. I mean, that's what it's like. Never smoke alone. Okay. Stoner mom. You don't have to smoke alone. Okay. We'll smoke with you. You can listen to this fucking lady babble on while she smokes weed. Ramble on. Don't, don't, don't. It's about. People just like having a voice, you know, to listen to when they're smoking weed. Sometimes. It's true. You do that when you do anything. You listen to podcasts. I do. Next, our House Van Eaton members shout out. House Van Eaton is our membership site and community of adult stoners who support the show as well as everything we do over on thestonermom.com. Members have access to exclusive podcasts, sesh videos, vlogs, and live sessions with me and Blavid. Learn more at thestonermom.com and click on the membership. Today we're shouting out new members, Todd and Julie. Julie Mal. What's up? Yeah, welcome. Um, that's it. Thanks, guys. Uh, All right. That's our episode. We are going to close this up and bring our weed upstairs. Make some fajitas. Pretend like this weed sesh down here never happened. Yeah, because we're when start our over. kids are here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, they're not here now. Yeah, but they will be tomorrow. They sure will. We're gonna, dog. We're gonna feed our dog. We're gonna feed our dog. Um, and David's gonna make fajitas. I'm excited. -na 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 -na. He has not made us fajitas like ever. I'm gonna make the best. Are you just fajitas. gonna make him in the skillet? I'm gonna make him in a skillet. Yes. I love it. What I... kind of skillet should I use? The cast iron one or the normal kind? Uh, try the cast iron. You think so? I think so too. I think so. All right, there you go. Cast iron skillet. All right. Mom and Dad are... Ugh. Okay. Mom and Dad are stoned <laughs> is made by us, David and Catherine. Learn more about us at thestonermom.com. Our music is by Deaf Girl. Follow her on the gram at Deaf Girl Music and listen to her on SoundCloud. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Mom and Dad... Oh, God. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Mom, the letter N, Dad, the letter R, stoned. Follow David on Twitter and the gram at C-O Weed Grower. And follow me everywhere at The Stoner Mom. We'll be back again soon. Until then, remember to be safe and responsible with your cannabis use. Always be kind and smoke weed every day. Bye. Bye.